Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, how's it going, guys? Episode 66, Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's really one of the few players that has a high number like that. So, so there is that. Um, we will not be talking about Trent Alexander on. We will <laughs> touch up on on Liverpool in some sense, but uh, yeah. not not Trent Alexander on. But uh, but yeah, no, nah, it's a yeah. All right. So, if you guys don't know, I don't know why I said like. <laughs> if you guys don't know. <laughs> it's um, today. This weekend um, is. My last, my last weekend in my twenties, uh, as on Sunday, December twelfth, I'll be thirty. So, and uh, according to one of my coworkers, uh, I'm gonna die. So, wait, what? Uh, so essentially, she said that, oh shoot, you're turning thirty, man. You're, damn, you're, it's over, bro. Is literally what she said. It's over, bro. It's over, bro. Like so. Yeah, um, you're gonna be dirty thirty, bro. Dirty. I mean, that's what I said, but I mean, apparently, according to her, I'm gonna die. So, uh, um, so <laughs> we're all gonna die. It's just you know, thirties. I guess well, we're all gonna die. Close Jesus Christ, that's, that went that went dark. <laughs> no, but, like, we're just getting closer. I mean, I'm closer to to that than you are. So there you yeah, go. So uh, the, the the funny thing is that I get people like. She's, I'm just going to flat out just say she's a hater. I'm just going to say that because mm. apparently she says I look terrible for someone who's about to turn 30. Um, Damn. And, and everybody wow. else tells me that they're shocked to find out I'm turning 30 because they say I look like I'm 25, which I am very grateful for those people. And for her, uh, she can go she, she can go eat something. I'm not going to say it, but uh, she can go <laughs> eat something. Um, she can go eat a bag full of something. Yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> I actually, you know what? Which, make a reference back to last week's episode. She can, she can stuff her face in the gym bag. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Yeah, there you go. That dirty gym bag. There you go. There you go. That punishment fits the prime. Uh, but yeah, so, so now everybody in Insert Name FC is in their 30s. So, but obviously, if you guys listen to this episode on Sunday, if you guys are still, it's Friday or, or Saturday, well, I am still not in my thirties yet. He still, he still, he still has two more days to live. Apparently, yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. But also, fun fact: um, the 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 Madrid Derby is coming up this weekend. So, weirdly enough, once again for my birthday, Real Madrid is taking on Atletico Madrid. So, hopefully, they can once again uh, win for my birthday. So, <laughs> so at least that's what they get for lost for your birthday. I think they did. What? 
I think they did lose one year for your birthday. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about since the podcast commenced. So, uh, okay. Which I mean, it's only been, this is only the second Madrid Derby on my birthday. Yeah, so, it's like, whoa, what a streak. Yeah. Sure, and for right. all I know, since the curse is apparently a thing, maybe, maybe that's, that's, that just jinxed my, my chances. There um, you go. Boom. Yeah. yeah that's but, it. but, um, but we did have yeah. some singing bets. Um, obviously I lost to, to Edward, um, uh, as Manchester United beat Arsenal. So I owe Edward a singing bet. And then, uh, Fezzer and Edward both sing owe me a sing oh Edward owes everybody a singing bet. I owe everybody. I owe for, for all we know, I owe people outside of the circle uh, a singing bet. I don't even know it. The debt has the, the debt is piling up for Edward because uh, yeah. he lost uh. a singing bet. Spencer finally uh, has a singing bet. So uh, but it'd probably be a while because obviously Edward's got to knock out his first before we hear any of our other voices in here. Yeah, I know. But, uh, I gotta. but yeah, uh, which I, I will I will send the singing bets uh, for for us uh, for for, the, for those two games, but obviously, yeah, we definitely need to get those on. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so we do have a packed episode because um, along this is a jam packed weekend coming up because not only is it my birthday, obviously the Madrid Derby, um, but we got the final of the MLS Cup. And the Liga MX Apertura, so we'll be previewing those two games as well. I guess technically three games because you know, Liga MX they do the, the the two legs for for their final, which I know some people find very confusing. But you know what? Hey, that's what they do. And uh, so by the time you hear this episode, the first leg of the Apertura final has already played. So you know, so this is kind of I guess our preview of the final. Technically, would be the final because obviously there's no other game after that. So, so there is that. So, um, yeah, like I said, we got some headlines, more transfer watch for you guys to talk for us to talk about uh, game recaps, players of the week, um, and and uh, yeah, uh, and obviously some games for you guys to look forward to this coming weekend. And we'll wrap this up with a three up, three down on uh, TV show themes. So, I'm yeah. Sure. Some good shows that you know me and me, Edward and Spencer grew up watching and despise, uh, depending on what what they're three down. But yeah, so um, we'll go it's ahead. A really and good show. Really good show. I always think about Family Guy when I say that. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, maybe Family Guy is going to be on the list somewhere. Uh, but but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with uh, our our headline. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. Once again, make sure you guys check um, our Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Um, go ahead and check out the link that's on our bio. That is our link tree. It'll take you to how you can listen to us through Spotify, Pandora, Apple, Spreaker, and uh, of course the, uh, the Belly Up website, the Unhinged Radio, once that's up and running once again. Our, 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 uh, our uh, insert name FC store, get yourself decked out in some, in some insert name FC swag. And our great partners, Fanatics and Audible. 
So make sure you guys go ahead and check those out because obviously if you guys uh, invest in those, that would also help us dearly to get us some revenue to go ahead and give you guys a much better product on this podcast. So there is that. All right, Edward, transfer watch, man. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. So things are kind of getting building up now, but once again, these are all rumors because obviously transfer window doesn't open until January. So we're, we're, sending this, we're sending the tone for you guys here. So Real Madrid is very optimistic on a possible transfer for Chelsea's Rudiger. Um, this is guy. This guy has been rumored with Real Madrid for a while now. Um, the backline for Real Madrid for me, I think, is isn't as bad as people think it is. I think Milosau has kind of stepped up as he gets more and more starts, which I think was kind of expected, especially from a young center back like for, like Militao. But now that he's gotten some more games out of, I mean, the Real Sosa that game that he had, he. He definitely had a, an amazing game. He made he made all the stops needed for that Real Sociedad game. So I think I don't think if you go for Rudiger, I think it's more of like a luxury, and I guess that kind of gives you more of an option with Alaba. You can probably put him at a fullback, even though I don't think that's necessary either because I think Mendy and 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 you know <laughs> Real Madrid's fine in the back line. I think I think they're fine. I think midfield is probably more something they need to be addressed just because like once again, Cruz and Modric aren't getting any younger. But aside from yeah. that, I Rudiger, I wouldn't be against it. I think Rudiger's an amazing player. I don't know how you feel about Rudiger, but uh, I think he's really good, especially I think he's definitely a big part of uh, Chelsea's uh, defense, which also is the reason why I don't think Chelsea would let him go like that. Yeah, I think so as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna take them a bit to release Chelsea or to release uh, Rudiger. So exactly. uh, at that point, I mean what do you what do you think they have to offer? Like you being a Madrid fan, being let's say you're in charge of Madrid, what do you think you would have to offer up, or how much you would have to offer up? Um, I mean, it's gonna it's the thing is if it was like a few years ago when Rudiger was kind of like a no nobody, because I mean, let's face it, since he's played with Chelsea, his name has like not he's not now playing with the German national team because of it. Um, so. Great job when Chelsea is investing for that, but um, it, it's going to take a lot. I mean, I don't think he's like a top class center back. I'm not going to say he's up there with the likes of Virgil Van Dijk, but he's very, he's reliable. Like he's a very reliable center back. So I think you would definitely have to at least pay a, a pretty good amount to to get his services, at least for Chelsea to be willing to give him up. Um, but I just don't think Chelsea should give him up. I think, especially with uh, was it Christian. Is it Christensen? Um, I I just think Rudiger is just a little too crucial for Chelsea, and I don't think I, I think I think this is just a rumor. I don't know if if there really is even a possibility that Rudiger is even for sale, and if it is, it's just probably because the price is just way too good for them not to take it, and so they can go ahead and invest in another another good center back. But we'll see how it goes, man. But uh, continuing on, man. Uh, Ferran Torres has been linked with Barcelona. This is a rumor we've heard for a while now. Um, it's interesting yeah. because I don't know why Man City would give up Ferran Torres, but then it's also, I think it's probably just because he's, I don't think he's really, really been playing um, with Man City. And it's just kind of one of those things where he was a, he was really good at Valencia um, and then went, goes to Man City, but Man City is like just loaded everywhere. Um so maybe that's the reason why I, I don't I really I'm not sure if Ferran Torres has been playing to be honest. Yeah, I mean uh, I think 
I really think uh, Ferran would be good addition to Barcelona. It's just, um, yeah, uh, I think right now at this moment, Xavi's favoring a bit heavily on Dembele, which is not a bad thing. Um, it's just uh, once, let's say, you do get Ferran Torres, do you switch Dembele over to the left wing or? Are you going to switch Ferran Torres to the left wing, or like you know? And then what's going to happen with Fati? It just kind of all goes back to damn. Now we got too many wingers, which is simply the case uh, for Barcelona a lot of the time. It's currently the um, current situation at Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would I, he'd be a welcome addition. To me, uh, to me, you know, I think, I, I think, I think for sure because I know you're, you're, you're a very, you're a big fan of Ferran Torres because yeah, along yeah. with you being a Barca fan, you're also a Spanish national team. You like the Spanish national team, yeah. Uh, which then, I can't say anything. I like, I like Spain as well. Um, yeah, but and, I think that's so, also another reason why. But uh, Edward, I'm not. Oh, I mean, oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was like, hell, I was like, I was like, hell, I was even on board if. For any reason whatsoever, y'all would have let go of Marco Asensio or Isco back a little while back. You know, I was still like, "Hey, Barcelona should pick them up, make the Spanish national team, <laughs> then really make the Spanish national team, but be nothing but Barcelona players." Well, there you go. I mean, I mean, think about it. Back in the day, I mean, when they won the World Cup, it was like what eight Barcelona players and two Real Madrid players. So it was like, no, it was not just like that. But uh, okay, it, it kind of was like that. Yeah, <laughs> <it was. laughs> but um, that's what I'm saying. Like Barcelona was more, I guess you could say, Spaniard oriented. Now I'm not saying I have anything against the Dutch or their. Well, let's Argentinians be honest. Like Real Madrid, America. like Real Madrid is. There's barely any Spanish players on. Oh, Madrid's bro! They right barely now. have. I think they only have one Spanish player, like in the starting lineup. One, None. I think. None. It would have been Nacho Fernandez, but Nacho, I believe Nacho's injured right now. What about um? Uh, 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 Alberde. Carvajal. No, 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 no. Carvajal. Carvajal or or uh, Lucas Vasquez. He he doesn't start normally. Like uh, if he's uh, starting, it's because like like all the left backs are injured. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. But th- yeah, that's what I was looking at. There was a picture I think that they were taking the 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 team photo, and they're like, you pick out pick out all the Spanish national players, and they literally only had the one. The one player, and it was Lucas Vasquez, and I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "I didn't and, realize and, that." And, and I, I really Carvajal. didn't realize it. Yeah, but. yeah, uh, yeah. Real Madrid has definitely not benefited the Spanish national team. <laughs> more, more so, French has benefited more from Real Madrid than anything else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, sticking to your mentions of of more more wingers going to Barcelona, um, Chelsea is actually open to selling Zayek and. Werner to Barcelona. See, okay. I'm a Werner guy. All right. So I would say, hey, welcome. You know, as long as it's not he a could really finally play striker. <laughs> he, he could finally actually, yeah. But wh- what do you think? Like, Timo Werner, like, wh- what do you personally think? Um, I think he's just in, a, in Chelsea, he's just not going to be able to play his position. I, I don't, especially now with with Lukaku. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. 
Matt, he's like he's like Brucey, like you know Brucey from uh, the Long Yard. Like, man, I'm never gonna get yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, unless he wants to play on the wing. But then you have Hudson Odoi. Obviously, Christian Pulisic is an option. Uh, yeah, like I mean, Chelsea's another team that's. It's like funny we never really thought of Chelsea's a stacked team, and then now you look at their roster. Like, yeah, yeah now really you're looking at them. Then you're like kind of closely. You're like kind of closely looking at it, and you're just like. Mm. And it's crazy uh, yeah. thing is from that that group that came in that obviously was Zayek, Werner, and 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 Havertz that came in. Obviously, the only one that has actually gotten to play major minutes for for Chelsea has been Kai Havertz, and respectively yep. so. Um, but Timo Werner has kind of become a letdown since leaving RB Leipzig. Uh, Zayek, I think he's had his moments. I just don't think he, of the three has he had any notoriety. Maybe. You know, maybe for, for Zayek, it's a good reason that he's not the one getting noticed because obviously Havertz is getting recognition because he's the man that scored the only goal for the Champions League uh, finally yeah. against Man City. And then you have Werner, who's just been nothing but a disappointment. So if you're Zayek, I mean, I think you're sitting pretty because, you know, you're not getting much attention. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not getting... You know, let's put it this way. You're neutral. Whenever you're on the field, you do have your moments. You have that, like... Remember how in, uh, in, in goal, when Santi was doing the training and he did that one flick? And then the guy was like, but with that one magic of moment, he was like, did you see that? And he was like, no, I was on the phone, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's kind of like that. Like, Zayek does that, where he has, like, those one, two assists in, like, maybe one or two games. Like, one assist each game or, then like, one goal. Like, he doesn't draw too much attention of the negative around. But then when he goes on the field, he'll do his little thing. He'll, he'll do his thing. He'll play his game. So, uh, like you said, like, it's not a he's, – he's not attracting – the wrong kind of attention, but he's also not attracting like the, oh, that's the player we need at PSG or something like that. Or like, <laughs> yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly that. But, uh, I mean, but, I mean, well, I know there's now rumors apparently now that uh, Memphis Depay is a possible a possible transfer. Uh, there, there could be a transfer for Memphis Depay, um, which that's just, that's just comical in its own way. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Kind of, kind of similar to that Brazilian right back that that Barcelona went and got and just went ahead and sold him to sold him to to, to Tottenham. But, oh, I don't even know that. <laughs> so yeah, so great, great business work. I mean, technically they got they got him on the free. So uh, I, mean, I mean, yeah. It, so if I mean, anything, smart invested by Barcelona. They just got they got a guy for nothing except for just getting him a contract, and now they transfer him out. I mean, at least they get something out of nothing. I think I think what it is, it's like they're trying to like okay, not saying this is what's going on, but I'm saying is I think they're picking up players on the free and just selling them off for like maybe a million or two, trying to make up for for all the all the money that they need to get certain players. Early, could, could be the idea. <laughs> could be the idea, honestly. Just but using their see. name to inflate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Yeah. yeah so you're you're not wrong on that. I mean no one knows what's going on with Sergio Aguero. Is he retiring? Is he not? Who knows? Oh um, uh, man, I just hope he just does get better. I hope he gets to to his point where he's like he, he's good, like he's able to to enjoy his life. Because I know being worried with the heart condition and stuff, like it just it doesn't sit well with you, with your family, your friends. So you know, hopefully exactly. everything exactly. will work out with him. Um, but yeah, and then another another rumor is going around. Actually, not really a rumor, but it was Christian Eriksen was trained with Odense. Um Really? 
Yeah, he's been training with them, so there's probably that's probably going to be his his next destination since obviously Inter Milan uh, basically kind of said they want nothing to do with him right now uh, because obviously all, like what what happened to him in the Euros, but um, we'll see do what you, happens. You, I was going to ask you: Do you think that has anything to do with like his well being, or do you think it's the club being like, well, in case if something does happen while he's playing on our fields, we don't want to get sued, kind of deal. I think there's that. I, I think that's what it is. I think they just don't want to take the risk. I mean, I think they're also looking after Christian Eriksen's sake. But yeah. um, I mean, they say he's, he's good to play. I mean, you know, that's not going to, you know, he's going to get back out on the, on the field. But but yeah, so we'll probably be seeing Christian Eriksen in Odense. But uh, but yeah, continuing on, man. So speaking of speaking of players, <laughs> uh, more more Barcelona going on. Uh, Edison Cavani wants to go to Barcelona. Damn. And yeah, so I mean, he's not playing at Man U right now, so yeah. Um, so I guess why not go to Barcelona? <laughs> yeah, and then um, Barcelona is one of the teams apparently. Um, Juventus is apparently interested. So if you're an older striker, uh, Juventus is always interested. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. It's a uh, uh, How many yeah. times did they bring back Mandzukic? Yeah, they did. Mandzukic. I mean, if you're just an older player in general and you have something, you know, to prove, I think they will take you in. I mean... I'm, surpri- I'm surprised Juventus didn't go get Bebatov. <laughs> oh, man, no. I, I don't think they would have gone that bad. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think I think, uh, Cavani, I think Cavani would be a good, good fit in Juventus. I mean, they're always looking for that. But what about uh, Barcelona? Mm, uh, uh, no. I don't. I don't think so. Man. Like, I don't think he has that. Uh, that Barcelona play style. I think. I don't think so. Yeah, he's more of a target man. He's more of a poacher. Like, he's he's mm-hmm. he's wanting to get that that oh, wide shot open goal. Like, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. Oh, he doesn't have that long shot or anything like that. But he's he's not a. Um, He's not a dribbler. I don't think Tiki Taka would be his style. I feel like he has that heavy foot. He doesn't have that yeah. that delicate touch. I mean, so that's it, his, his style of play worked for PSG, but that's just PSG, PSG, and the same yeah. thing for Napoli. I mean, they're not they're not guys that are going to build the ball like build up by movement. It's going to be just just, just set long it up to balls or set it up to the center or hell, if they have a shot from the outside, they will take that shot. You know exactly. Like, um, so so that's so what I'm saying. Like uh, I don't. Barcelona, I don't feel like that would have been that would have been like Kuhn, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the signing because I'm like, dude, he's old. But I feel like Kuhn would be a better player to have than Cavani. As oh, for sure. I think the the build the build up play with uh, with Aguero is definitely definitely a note. Yeah. That would have been that would have been that would have been worthy of it, but sadly, you know, health issues and whatnot. Yeah. Um but let's move on. Yeah, moving on. So I guess kind of sticking with Juventus. Uh, Juventus is open to selling Kulusevski, which is a player that we mentioned last week. Arsenal and Tottenham are both very interested in. Um, I'm, I'm guessing there's some teams that are interested. Juventus is... Uh, we don't know what's going on with Juventus. Um, actually, funny enough, we were going to make that our topic, our debate topic last week. Uh, but then obviously the whole ball in the war debacle happened. So we had to talk about that. Um, are we going to talk about Juventus? No, we're not. <laughs> but um, but <laughs> Apparently they're open to sell Kulaveski. Uh, how do you feel, Edward? I mean, um, 
he's a, he's a good player, but again, going into it, um, Juventus has a pretty stacked team as well. You know, he's uh he's really young. I think uh I think he would be beneficial uh, in another team, uh, Tottenham, Arsenal. Do you think he would be beneficial in Arsenal? They get rid of Pepe, maybe. I mean, I'm already, I'm kind of mad right now because we lost everything to the one. But um, god awful game, god awful game. Um, probably should have had Pepe out there. But anyways, I digress. Um, I would love to see uh, someone like Kulusevski out there. But the the only issue with me is that like I feel that that's just gonna hinder Martinelli, which is another player that I really like. Uh, Another young player from the, in Arsenal that I really like. Uh, he's a Brazilian. Um, I want to see more of him as well. I want to see what him, Saka, um, him and Saka could do on the wings. I mean, I could even see Martinelli play up front as a striker as well, but obviously Aubameyang's there, uh, missing clear open shots. Um, so, I mean, oh, my God, what is going on with Arsenal? <laughs> they look so good for, like, a brief period, and then all of a sudden they just went back to being shit. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. It's kind of funny, though, like, seeing the Arsenal fans like, oh, man, you know, no, Arteta's doing the right thing. And then after losing to Manchester United and losing to now Everett, which, by the way, what the fuck, man? Like, you played a game on Thursday, now you're having to play another Premier League game on Monday. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. No comment on <laughs> it. I mean, obviously, but yeah, fuck you, English Premier League. But um, I, don't, I didn't see Manchester United play another game. Um, but I, I digress on that one. <laughs> uh, that's my little rant right there. But, uh, no, kind of, kind of like, just the, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't be against it, but at the same time, it's like, there's other players that I, I kind of want to see a little bit more <laughs> first before I start talking, started like, think of, oh, like, let's get Martinelli or something like that. So, uh, so I mean, right now I'm on just kind of like, if it happens, it happens. I, that's why I kind of mentioned that, like, Last week, where I was like, yeah, I can see Philosovsky as a better fit for Tottenham right now than for for Arsenal, and even that, even as someone that despises Tottenham, I mean, I still can see that as a more realistic move to Tottenham than it is for Arsenal, just because, I mean, Arsenal, they, I don't know what they're gonna do with with the right wingers that they have right now, so that's just kind of my my thing. But uh, moving on, um, Real Madrid uh, are pretty certain about a possible move for Mbappe. So they seem very confident. They seem very confident about getting Rudiger and they seem pretty confident that they're going to get uh get their guy Mbappe uh in January. Damn, for real? Yep. Which I mean, good timing cuz apparently Karim Benzema uh is dealing with an injury. So uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the severity, but I mean, yeah, you know, obviously Benzema got taken out early in, in the Real Sociedad game because uh, of an injury. So hopefully he's good for next week, <laughs> for this weekend especially. But uh, we'll see. We'll see, sir. We will see indeed. Yeah. So hopefully, they, I, mean, I mean, Mbappe has been rumored around Madrid, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Jesse Lingard is linked to West Ham United. Um, obviously, David Moyes is, seems bit distraught to see his guy Jesse not playing in Man U. Um, and honestly, obviously, you, this is a guy that we've we've dropped as our player of the week a few times 
um, in insert name FC. Um, so obviously we like how he's playing. He's a man in form, and then he's just not playing for for Manchester United. Um, maybe a move to West Ham is the place. Maybe that's the move for him. Yeah, it could be. Um, let's see. Hmm. Okay. Um, no, I'm mean, I'm just saying. Like I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to come up with the reason why Lingard should stay, but I'm like, eh. I, I, I like, I like Lingard. I like Lingard too. I would like this for him to stay in Manchester United, but come over to Arsenal. Come over to Arsenal. Just... Oh, uh, no! I, I, if anything, I think he would take the West Ham, the West Ham door. Um, I'm just saying, man. I mean, usually we get. You know, Arsenal is known for getting you know Manchester United uh, rejects. So he's not even he's not even a reject. He's just, y'all treating him like one. <laughs> he's not even a reject. He's just he's not getting enough playing time. He's, I mean, he's getting the re- well. He may not be uh, he may not be a reject, but he's sure getting the Danny Welbeck treatment. Yeah, he was. I mean, he is, and I mean. The thing, the thing of it is, is like, damn, you paid how much for Jane Sancho? And I hope no one really like listens. And like, is this guy really comparing Jesse Lingard to Danny Welbeck? Yeah, I was like, someone's probably gonna, but I mean, I'm yeah, not. But no, but I, th- I think, I think, um, I think Jesse Lingard is a good player. If he goes to West Ham, I don't blame him. So yeah, I mean. That's uh that's my that's my opinion on that one. If he gets more playing time at West Ham or wherever he may go, excluding Arsenal, <laughs> don't have to worry he, about he it, might, man. It's he'll, do, be like he'll, do, he'll do he'll do he'll do the turnaround. He'll, 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 he'll do the turnaround RVP. <laughs> I've always dreamed about playing for Arsenal in a room full of Manchester United shit. Yeah, um, yeah. but anyway, sticking with Manchester United though. Uh, they're looking at uh, Scotsman John McGinn as a possible replacement for Paul Pogba, which is interesting to say. But John McGinn, really? yeah. Huh. Where, where does John McGinn play right now? Where does he play right now? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Probably should have looked that up. Way to way to call me out on that, Edward. Um, oh, I didn't know. I know he's a Scotsman. Uh, uh, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Okay. Yep, Aston Villa. But um, yeah, anyways. Yep. So looking at him as a possible replacement for Paul Pogba. So, hoping to strengthen that midfield. Because, um, I mean, it's not, now that the, the way Manchester United is going, we're probably. Probably Paul Pogba is not coming back uh, indefinitely unless they get Zidane. Honestly, the only guy that I think could keep Paul Pogba and Manchester United is Zidane. Yeah. But that's it. Speaking it's of Frenchmen, speaking of Frenchmen, Mbappe won't rule out a PSG stay. Is that a, is that a good thing for y'all as a Real Madrid fan? Uh, I think he's just saying that for formalities. He's not ruling it out. Like, he's not saying that I'm not leaving, but, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It's like one of those, like, you never know, wink kind of thing. Uh, but 
you know, it's it's like whenever it's like whenever a, like a college football coach says, "I'm really happy at where I'm at right now," and then next thing you know, he goes and takes like another job somewhere else. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's literally a thing. But that, yeah, so Mbappe did that. That's a possible kiss of death to PSG fans. Um, anyway, yeah. and then to wrap this up. Liverpool is interested in Napoli's Fabian Ruiz. Hmm. Pretty, pretty good, damn good midfielder, if you ask me. Um, so that's not going to be fair <laughs> to an already unfair midfield that that Liverpool has. Jurgen Klopp just keeps he's he's really making sure that Steven Gerrard is never going to become the manager of Liverpool. <laughs> that's yeah, all I see. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to have. He's like, you're going to have to beat me, and we're going to find out. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yep. All right, but well, that wraps up the transfer watch. We'll get going with the headlines, and we'll start things off with Arsenal. Not necessarily Arsenal specifically, but their defender, Gabriel, going up against some robbers. I say that with a plural, robbers. So if you guys didn't know, there was, some, there was actually some footage. I don't say why I say leak, but there was some footage from a security camera in uh, Gabriel's house. Um, where he was actually ambushed in his own home by two uh, robbers, um, which one of them was holding a, a metal bat. And what does Gabriel do? Well, he goes ahead and tries to fight off against the one with the bat, and the other guy ran away. So, like, who are these robbers? Are these the guys from, like, Home Alone? Like, <laughs> you think he's having death traps? There's you two of you versus one. <laughs> and you have a you weapon. You, set up, you think you set up death traps and like the paint and all that, the ton of brakes falling? It's just one guy. <laughs> I mean, Gabriel's a big dude. I'm not saying that like, he's like, he's like no, no walk. But it, you have a weapon. Like, how do you lose the fight when you have a weapon? Like, I guess it can happen. I didn't think it was possible at that point. But and then also kind of more fun, I, I guess more well. Obviously they fled off because obviously they they weren't able to rob uh, Gabriel. Clearly, you brought a you brought a metal bat to a fight and you still lost. So that's that's all already there impressive as it is for Gabriel. But um, one of the guys that were trying to run away dropped his hat, and so the police got the hat. They found some DNA and they were able to identify <laughs> identify the guys. Um, so. Damn. I don't know about one, I don't know about the other one, but I know for sure the only one sentenced to five years of prison. Um, but it, that was to me just like the ice, <laughs> the icing on the cake. Just the, not only were you just very terrible at just trying to rob someone, um, but you end up giving them DNA to go ahead and and you know slap the <laughs> slap the handcuffs on you and be gone. Yeah, at that point, it's just um, you kind of deserve to go to jail. <laughs> at that point, yep, exactly. Pretty much at that point. Yeah, so props to Gabriel. I probably would have not tried to fight back. Uh, but once again, my logic is, well, there's two of them and one has a weapon, so I'm not winning this fight. Uh, but according to Gabriel, maybe he saw something. Maybe he saw the fear in these guys' eyes and realized, I could probably win this because you have to be this. Yeah, you have to be like the worst robbers ever to, to pull this. I mean, do you think? Do you think um, 
it's more of a I was gonna say, do you think they just they didn't know where I guess his house was, and so they just went in there and then started, you know, jacking the place, and then all of a sudden they saw him. And they're like, oh, like they just didn't didn't realize he was he was either at home or or no. Like, I, so like from the the footage, it was basically um, Gabriel gets into his it's from his uh, his garage camera. So he go, he parks, you know, he puts his car in the garage, and then the guys come out like they just pop up. Out of nowhere, you know, from obviously because it was nighttime. Out of the darkness, yeah. they come out, and then you see the guy with the bat, and then you're just like, "Oh shit, this is this is happening." And then next thing you know, you see Gabriel, you know, reaching for the bat, and the guy runs away. So <laughs> he I, probably didn't. I, I seriously, you have to be the worst robber. Like that's it. Like, like, that's all the only thing what? I can okay. think of. Just the world, the, or 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 you say it's the world's worst robber, or. He's an Arsenal thing, and he didn't know whose house that was. So he just saw the car drive up, and then when he saw the dude that came out of it and went to reach for the bat, dude was like, oh, shit. Well, I don't want to hurt our chances to make it even worse to actually win the league. So he just handed in the bat and ran off. That would be the most Arsenal fan thing ever. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know if it's still a thing. Uh, was it True TV? Whichever channel they had, like the world's dumbest uh, criminals, mm-hmm. that this has to be on them. Like this has to be on that show. It's a, uh, it's pretty stupid. Just so know, in general, no, it's pretty stupid. But I mean, shit, possibly, possibly. Oh uh, yeah. So we just it was just that was just too funny not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is gonna this is gonna strike a nerve with you ever. So Jude Bellingham is actually currently under investigation. I heard about that. All right. So if you guys don't know, well, Jude Bellingham plays for Borussia Dortmund, which is the team ever likes. And then um, they played against, they played their class in versus uh, Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich won. It's a very controversial game. Obviously it went down to a penalty and that's where we're going to put you guys in this scene. Obviously it's 2-2, a penalty comes in um, and well, that's what wins the game. So Jude Bellingham ends up being very, uh, furious because of the situation and he is currently fa- possibly facing a punishment after making a remark that the ref fixed the game. Um, so, you know, like I said, the penalty, you know, the penalty was called that won the game and this is essentially what uh, Bellingham has said. For me, it wasn't a penalty. Matt Hummels isn't even looking at the ball. He's fighting to get it and it just sort of, it just sort of hits him. It hits him. And I don't even think he's looking at the ball. You can look at a lot of decisions in the game. You give a referee that has match fixed before the biggest game in Germany. What do you expect? So I think he's uh, kind of already accusing the referee has a track record of fixing matches. And uh, I mean, obviously, every team in, in, in the Bundesliga hates Bayern Munich, mainly because it's Bayern Munich. Um, they buy, you know, obviously some people are furious at the fact that some clubs are willing to give up their best players to Bayern Munich already as it is, which obviously in hindsight, the last thing you want to do is to a team that's already good is give them your best player. Um, but also, obviously, there seems to be some sort of favoritism when it comes to referee decisions. Um, and that's even as someone that does support Bayern Munich, I see it too. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, 
yeah, I mean, in some sense, you could say that now that you're playing Bayern Munich, you're also playing against the refs. Um, you could say that, honestly. Yeah. Um, this probably should have been a 2-2 draw, honestly, in my opinion, Edward. Um, I'm saying that to you, even though I'm still going to take the win for the singing bet. Uh, but, but yeah, Edward, oh, how, how do you feel about uh, about Bellingham calling out the refs like that? I mean, honestly, uh, shoot, I'm pretty sure it was more of a... It was um, kind of like in the moment, and he was heated. Because um, I'm pretty sure, like, he would have he would have not said something like that if uh, if it ended up in a tie or something. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been like that. But I did hear because I didn't watch the game, but I did hear that there was a penalty, or there should have been a penalty towards Borussia's favor, and it didn't it didn't get you know it didn't get called. But then that one, the one for Bayern happened and then got called. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see the game. I just heard, like, that's what happened. And I think that's probably what may have sparked, um, you know, Bellingham's fury. Like, he was just like, what in the hell? Like, you're going to call this. But the other one that happened over there, like, you're, you're not going to call that, you know? So I guess... You know, I guess I could see where he's frustrated with, like, man, you're just favoring this, these, this team because you just want them to keep their own beating record kind of shit going, you know. And so it's kind of like uh, in the Bundesliga, you already know Bayern Munich's basically like the number one. Like nobody can actually try to stand up to them. Borussia Dortmund had the chance, and honestly, they they played. I think they played very well. If they managed to get that three two, um, and then it was a penalty at the end, but uh, I think it would. I I also saw that there was an article that said that Lewandowski scored two goals, right? I think. Yeah, he scored a goal and then scored a penalty as well. Yeah, so they said that they said that that one goal that Hummels just let him walk right through, and um, I think Hummels was the one that caused the foul for them to get that penalty. I'm like again, again, I am going off of what I read. Look, I, I mean, I might have to, re- and I like, re- I, th- I, like, I might have to, re- I like, I might have I to like watch Holmes. the replay of this game. I like, I like Homos as a defender, but if he did that shit, that's just, man, like, I yeah, understand. I, I might it, have you know? to rewatch the replay of this game because this is, for this to be so controversial, and I mean, Look, I'll, I'll say this about the Bundesliga because I really do like the Bundesliga. I think it's very technically sounded the way the, that league is played, the play style for that league. Um, but it is so deflating when you see like a really good player from RB Leipzig going to Bayern Munich, a, a good, a really good player from Borussia Dortmund going to Bayern Munich, a good player from Wolfsburg going. You, you're getting yeah, the train. Bayern. Yeah, <laughs> you get the train. Um, it's just not fair, and I mean, I get it that Bayern Munich is this is this powerhouse that has the, and it's funny because I am once again a guy that likes Bayern Munich, but uh, it's it, there's an unfairness to it, and I, and I totally get it, and it's kind of frustrating, like it's cool, and it, it's like we get teased with this like oh there's a possibility that this team could probably jump over Bayern Munich, and in reality you're probably not because you know they said the same thing about. Uh, 
a lot of teams, one one with like Bayer Leverkusen, they really try to hype up that Bayer Leverkusen Bayern Munich game. And in all reality, they just weren't going to beat Bayern Munich. Um, it's just that's you you could be good, you know. You're you, and honestly, Bayer Leverkusen is a really good team. You can say the same thing about Freiburg. You can say the same thing about Borussia Dortmund. You, you kind of wish you could say that about RP Leipzig right now, um, but the issue is, it's just Bayern Munich is what they are right now, and it's just gonna be good luck if you can catch up to them, because um, they're just miles and miles ahead. Unless someone just finally says, you know what, I don't want to play for Bayern Munich, I want to go play for Dortmund, or I want to go play for RB Leipzig, or I want to play for Wolfsburg, I want to get them to win the Bundesliga. Until then, that happens. Bayern Munich is still going to be what Bayern Munich is. And and honestly, they're trying, they're not trying to win the Bundesliga. They're just trying to go to the Champions League and win the Champions League. That's honestly what Bayern Munich does every year, is that their goal is to try to win the, the Champions League. And obviously that hasn't really worked out too well for them. Um, because they always end up choking at at some point. But but yeah, so I mean that's just the 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 way that it is right now. I think Bellingham makes some good points, but obviously. If you're going to go up against Bayern Munich, chances are even whether it's on the field or off the field, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. <sighs> so hopefully, so, hopefully it doesn't get too bad of a punishment. Hopefully it's just a fine. I would hate to see him get suspended because um, obviously that he's a crucial player for for, for Percy Dorman. Um, so I, I would hate to see him not play uh, for sure. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll, we'll keep an eye on him. Yep. And then the last headline, and we're staying with uh, the Bundesliga. And like I said, we you know mentioning RP Leipzig. Um, RP Leipzig has officially sacked Jesse Marsh, the yeah. American Jesse Marsh, which obviously had an amazing time as as the manager of RB Salzburg. Obviously, was the guy that that tr- that was working with uh, Erling Haaland before he went to Borussia Dortmund. Um, you know, all these good things that he was doing with Salzburg. And, you know, he goes to RB Leipzig, which obviously the RB Salzburg, the, the Red Bull connection is, I guess you could say, come to the play to, re- to replace Nagelsmann. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nagelsmann. Yeah. Because Nagelsmann is now the manager of Bayern Munich. Which, well, there you go. Well, you had a really good manager and you let him go to Bayern Munich. So, <laughs> so, so there's that. But you bring in Jesse Marsh, a manager that has proven some promise. You know, obviously he's had RB Salzburg go to the Champions League now, and, and you know you you reward people that look good, and you give them the chance to be the manager of a of a top team in a Power Five league. And unfortunately, he just he just wasn't able to to live up to the moment. Um, he ends up getting fired after their two one loss to Union Berlin um, in the twenty three games that Jesse Marsh had. Uh, had under RB Leipzig, he had only nine wins, ten losses, and four draws, and failed to advance in Champions League. Um, it's just, it's just the way the the league is, man. Not even the league, just the game in general. If you're not winning games, especially RB Leipzig has had has been a very good team in the Bundesliga. They're not gonna win the, they're not gonna win the Bundesliga, but they at least stay in that second, third place position. They've looked really well in Champions League. So it's crazy that they kind of had this major step back where they're on the verge, I believe, not even qualifying for Europa League. So, 
uh, yeah, it's it's not a good look for for RB Leipzig right now. Um, uh, first first question would be: Can RB Leipzig somehow find a way to bounce back? Probably not for Champions League. Let's be realistic; that's probably not going to be an option. But bounce back in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <sighs> thanks for thanks for your words of optimism. Um, <laughs> Just no, saying. yeah, it's, it's that no, but everyone's right. I mean, they're not going to get relegated. That's not the, at least they shouldn't be. But I mean, obviously, no. you bring in a, and you know, whoever comes in to step in as interim manager. Yeah. Huh? Was that true, Alexa? Yeah, from my bathroom. I don't know Did what you? the. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Though. That is so awkward. Yeah. I was like, because you're having your neighbors having sex or something. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? But, um... That was... I don't even know what the fuck happened. That's awesome. That's... I don't know. It was was from my bathroom. It's not even the one from my room. This is how fancy this man is. He has an Alexa in his bathroom and his room. I... uh, And so, so you can tell this man's fancy as fuck. Oh my god, this is this is gonna so, start anyway. The boy is a little bit bougie right there. Okay, yeah, okay. I got that buku money. Did you get it out of your system. <laughs> what? Well, one of them was a Christmas gift. <laughs> so, so apparently, people do think he's bougie enough to have another Jesus. one. Jesus so, Christ, you know, they just gifted to him. You know what? I think I should give him one too, just for Christmas, just for the hell of it. Just no, all right. So the backstory was <laughs> when I got this, the, the echo uh, was all right. So my brother, so one Halloween, not one Halloween, one Christmas, my brother got the echo and then I got cologne. Like I told you, the running joke, I, I always get cologne for Christmas or yeah. for birthday. Yeah. yeah. And so um, when I realized that, okay, well, I guess no one's getting me an echo. So I, I I just saw that there was a, a, a special at Best Buy for the Echo. So I just bought the Echo and I had one in my room. And then my sister found out that I had one. And then she was mad because that was going to be my gift for that following Christmas. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I ended up with, with two, you know, Amazon Echoes uh, from that. So, so there's the backstory. <laughs> Shut up. And it was on sale. So don't be acting like oh, I'm a big baller over here. Oh, he's a little bit of poof. He has a little poof. Anyways, go, going back to RB like, um, yeah, it, it, as far as a Champions League spot, it's probably highly unlikely unless like the team just gets it together and just get makes a run of form, um, which is literally like that's the route. Like you have to make a run. Like yeah. just, that that's lit. That's it. There's there's no uh, there's no real. You know, we're we're at the end of we're near the end of the first half of the season. Um you you don't have good win loss margins right now. So yeah, you're gonna have to start like winning out some games. Um so that's not only on the manager of how they set up, but it also goes back to you know how the players are gonna react to this. Um and I mean, you know, there was some some go- something going on that the players weren't happy with the way Jesse Marsh wanted to play. Um obviously they did have a team meeting. Where you know they find the players kind of hey this is what we want to do and it just works like okay let's let's try it that way clearly it didn't work um, but yeah so I think it was just the fact that there was a clear miscommunication 
the players and Jesse Marsh. Um, so, I mean, obviously you lose. If you keep losing games, you're not going to keep the job, and that's what happened with Jesse Marsh. Um, so, obviously, you, we, we both feel that RB Leipzig is probably not going to be able to at least touch a top four spot, maybe a Europa League spot, but Champions League, more highly unlikely. Um, but the follow-up question is, can, can Jesse Marsh bounce back? Can we see him maybe maybe take a lower job or is there going to be a team that would take a team that in the in one of the power five leagues obviously that being you know league un uh english premier league la liga syria and obviously the bundesliga but one of those teams would take a flyer on just march uh, i think it's possible i i i think he, he's a good manager he's not a bad one you know so i i just feel like it's um I, th- I think he he still has a shot, you know, in one of the big teams. It's not he's not like I say he's not a bad manager. We were actually excited uh, for him, um, you know. So um, if you listen to our pre- one of our previous podcasts, actually, oh, a few of them actually, we were we were like hyping him up, you know. Um, so uh, I, I think he's still he's he still got a shot. Being in one of the big teams, he's he's not gonna get like uh, low end team, second division. I feel like I, I think he's still gonna be in the first tier. Okay, yeah, I I think he I think he'll get like a job. I'm for sure. Like if it's not within like like the leagues I just mentioned, maybe maybe a PSV or maybe um, maybe a Rangers. Uh, you know, like not necessarily in a top league, but in a in a in a club of worth worth a note, I think could be a possibility for Jesse Marsh. I think if you at least the thing that sucks, obviously that that he got fired from a really good a, a really high value job like RB Leipzig. Um, but now I th- I think the best part now is that he knows now. Like now yeah. he knows what it's like to be a manager of a top club in a Power Five league. So I mean, kind of. I mean, similar to what they, what look what David Moyes like. He looked like he should never get ever a job again with with a top club, and look what he's doing with West Ham right now. So I mean, like, yeah. I I really do believe Jesse Marsh is a good manager, and I hope that we get to see. obviously if Jesse Marsh does well, then it's a good look for the USA as far as soccer goes. So obviously that's why we root for him. Um, so hopefully we do get to see him uh, back once again with uh. With somebody, or maybe, maybe a certain international job opens up uh, because someone's just tired <laughs> of a certain manager's shit, and um, you know, maybe that, maybe that certain international job has some very high potential young players that could be the future of that international team. Um, and all we, all that international team needs is just a very competent manager. Um, not gonna say who, uh, not gonna say the country, but. Uh, you could say Jesse Marsh has some sort of affiliation to that country, but um, I'll just leave it there. Maybe, maybe that's the next round for him, or maybe he gets a, a, a shot with another club in Europe. But uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully something works out for Jesse. Marsh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish him the best. So hopefully, um, he he lands in a good team and or like you said, international and. All your little, you know, quips there, you know, hopefully everybody hears that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Yep, there is that. All right. All right, Edward. It is debate time. Probably not really much of a debate, to be honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is debate time. This debate uh, topic is brought to you by our clothing store. That is correct. We have partnered with Bonfire to provide you guys with some insert name FC swag. Um, we have right now only two certain current campaigns right now, which is the insert name FC big logo shirts and hoodies and the insert name FC small uh, logo shirts and crew necks. So, you know, we have some, some great clothes with you. The, the material is actually really comfortable, which is one of the things that really made, made me be excited about going with, uh, with this, with this company bonfire, which actually was a belly up belly up was able to help us get this partnership done. Um, so, if you guys want to go ahead and check out bonfire.com slash store slash the insert name FC podcast, you'll go ahead and obviously look at right now our current office. We're going to start building some more uh, more shirts um, in the future. But right now, obviously, that's that's what we've got going for us. Um, we did have the in old gunner. Uh, we trust shirts, but obviously, well, that's that's going to be gone now because of the fact that, well, old gunner's not a manager anymore. But um. But yeah, go ahead and check out the store. Um, help, you know, obviously, once again, if you guys purchase it, it'll help us out tremendously um, so we can continue doing what we do, which is doing this podcast. So so once again, thank you to Bonfire for being our apparel partner uh, for the Instagram MC podcast. All right, Edward, it is debate time. And today's topic is Mexico unveiled a new logo. Why? I don't know. But they did. And uh, first of all, Eric, when you think of me- the Mexico's badge, what, it, what is it that stands out for you? The realistic-looking eagle and the, the green, red, white. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the old-school badge, obviously, you think of Mexico. It's as mm-hmm. Mexico as it's ever going to get. The, yep. Obviously, the eagle, the eagle that represents Mexico. And the, then, obviously... The eagle and the snake. Yeah. The eagle, the eagle and the snake. Can't forget the snake. Um, but yeah, so it's a very iconic badge. And then obviously the fact that it does also remind you of some of the greatest jerseys in history. I'm sorry. No one can debate me with that. The 94 World Cup Mexico jersey is amazing. I personally wouldn't buy it, but it's an amazing jersey. Um, some Mexico's came up with some pretty great jerseys. And I think the badge is also a factor of why those jerseys have been so good. I mean, obviously. The if the if the badge don't look good, the jersey ain't gonna look good. So, um, but I mean, you know, it's it has so much history with with Mexico, and obviously now you're seeing more national teams changing their logos. You obviously you see the U.S. men's national team has has done it with with, with that that thing of a badge, um, and, and now you see Mexico kind of copying, not as a copying, but you know, kind of going with the trend of changing their badges as well. It was like and uh, 33 years, and like basically hadn't changed the logo in 33 years. Yeah, and um, it looks like a it looks like a tribal tattoo. Yeah, when I look at this badge, I I think of a tribal tattoo. Like I look, I'm thinking of a guy in an Ed Hardy T-shirt with with some with some jeans from Buckle, and. Uh, this is what he has on his wall. 
It's a douchebag tattoo. That's what I'm saying, guys. If you guys haven't caught the track. Uh, but yeah, so this is. And in any case, if you didn't know, it was Mexico. And they put the accent marks on Mexico. Um, in case you didn't realize this is Mexico's badge, they went ahead and put Mexico on it. So, you, so in, case you, in case you didn't realize it, Edward. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the, today's the Bay topic, and it's just pretty straightforward. Is the, Mexico, is the new Mexico badge good? I, I don't like it, personally. I mean, I have to divert it over to, you know, our Mexican listeners um, or our Mexican friends as well. Like, do they like it themselves? Um, but me personally, I, I don't. I would rock the 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 old school one if I had a Mexico jersey. But I would rock, yeah, I would rock the one that was just previously had. But this new one is just, I don't know, man. It just looks too... So so I was reading up on it and like why they changed it and stuff like that. They're like, oh, we wanted to go with a new contemporary look. And I was like, for, for the world, upcoming World Cup. And I was like, that... I honestly think it should just stay like that is the that is a crest that it, it is basically old school and I mean um I mean Mexico is really well known for like for this for their logo and for keeping things you know to the roots you know so I feel like this new crest um they may actually change it uh, long before uh if anything happens I mean it yeah, doesn't, I, it doesn't really it doesn't really represent like how how we're used to seeing it. Exactly, um, exactly. But underneath it, underneath it, I believe like the Aztec calendar underneath the eagle, and then you have the the green, the white, and the red, and then the giant soccer ball. Which clear, it's clear. It's like okay, you know, the Mexican soccer team. This one's like the bird, but drawn in a very, I guess you could say, contemporary style. It's a tribal bird. This is a tribal tattoo. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep going back to, to this. Me, this is a fucking me, tribal tattoo. To me, to me, it didn't even look like like the way it's made. It doesn't even look like an eagle. It looks more like a peacock. And on top oh, of okay, that, I wouldn't go there. Ball. I mean, maybe a cardinal, but no, it's like a it's like a peacock. Okay, well, maybe like a, like yeah, a, a, a peacock. But to me, it doesn't represent the eagle. It doesn't represent like the strength of of Mexico, what they can bring. So I, I I'm I'm not cool with this new logo, but like I said, we'll leave it to our Mexican listeners and or even our Mexican friends or, you know, the Mexican the Mexican uh, fans as well. They're they're the ones that you know, they they will be wearing it. So here's my logic with it as well. Um, when I see that badge, will it look good on a jersey? And I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I mean, obviously, we have to see what jersey they're going to come out with. Because obviously, I don't think they're going to slap the new logo onto the, the current Mexico jersey. Which, if that if they do that, that that's just going to instantly make that jersey ugly, in my opinion. Like that badge on on the Mexico jersey on the on the pink and the pink and black jersey, which I think are, are fucking beautiful. Um, that would instantly downgrade the Mexico jersey. Instantly downgrade it, because I think the badge is so important on a jersey. If you're a jersey collector in general, I'm not saying like this. Obviously, you're a fan of the national team. You're, you're going to get it because it's your country. But uh, if you're a, like a jersey collector, that's going to diminish the value of, of the jersey, just the badge alone. And, and that badge is bad. Like, I mean, uh, like kind of a reference, um, 
I hate this badge more than I hate Juventus' new badge. Ooh. And Juventus, I love the, the original Juventus. The, the, not, probably not the original, but the badge that Juventus had before they switched over to, to the J and the U. Um, which I think is the U. I don't know. I forgot. The J's. I think that is like J's. And I'm just like, I don't know why they did that. That's a terrible look. I like the, 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 the old badge. And this is how I feel the same way. It's just, I think, I, literally, I think of a tribal tattoo when I look at it. And, you know, nobody likes tribal tattoos anymore. So apparently it's making a, it's making a comeback. So yeah, apparently we're going to, so I mean, this is, it's going to be on somebody's lower back, I guess. Um, cause yeah, I, I don't like the logo. Um, you know, we put, we put a poll on our Instagram once again at InstagramFC on Instagram and Twitter. And we put a poll on our, on our Instagram story and it, it was, it was 50 50, which I mm. was, I was like, okay, maybe, I mean, probably, probably accurate. Honestly, I think there's going to be people that love the logo and there's going to be people that hate the logo. Um, <laughs> at least the consensus was very accurate, but. Yeah, I just don't like the logo at all. I think it's bad. It's a bad logo. But but that's my opinion. You know, if you guys want to call me a hater, well, that's fine. But I don't like the logo. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... Just bad. <clears throat> all right, then. So, all right. That's great. Great way. Great closing statement, Edward. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, that, that's just how I'm going to do um, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead. That is the, the debate. We're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll go ahead and get going with our game recaps and our preview of the MLS Cup and Liga MX final. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash insertnamefcpodcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right, Edward, games to recap. What is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually um, it's a Manchester United game uh, when they play against Crystal Palace. And Manchester United beat Crystal Palace 1-0. to zero. So the, the reason why I'm highlighting this game is because the only goal that was scored in the game was scored by Fred. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So it was a banger of a goal. I will say. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It was, and it was. Yeah, that's why it's like, damn, Fred, you, you had that all pent up in you. <laughs> if you guys want a reference as to how how significant a goal from Fred means, um. Just think about how crazy these guys went when I scored a goal. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. up to par at the same like, level. <laughs> so, so, yeah. No, so are I, you trying to say you're the Fred of our team? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, there's not much expectations from me, so I guess, yeah. 
There's not much. There's, there's not much expectations of me, and then plus I hardly play. So. Mm. Oh. Well, when you do play, we make you hustle for it. <laughs> you make me hustle for it. We we all do. You mean I hustle? Well, I'm saying like we'll pass you the ball and we make you run. Well, me, I tried. You were the only one that does that. Yeah, I know. I try to I try to pass you the ball ahead of the other player, but that tends to fuck me up. Here, so my bad, my bad. You know, it's funny. You thought I was gonna go for a shot and you pass me the ball. I was just gonna hold it for the final second. I really thought you were gonna just gonna go for the shot. Oh, Hell man. no! You should have just tried it. It's called having class, Edward. Man, whatever. Horsemanship, you... pass it on. No, I mean, except for that that commercial. <laughs> Fuck that. Commercial. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. If they call, if they, you know what? Fire music rule. If they call it the penalty, you take the penalty. <laughs> oh man. But anyways, go right. continue on with the Manchester United. All right, so Manchester United had 61% of the possession. Um, Manchester United outshot Crystal Palace 16 to 8. So basically by 100% more than what Crystal Palace shot. Basically, it doubled them. So, yeah, it was just um, it was, it was pretty good. Like uh, I think Manchester United has found a stride. Now, the question is, can they maintain it? And they keep it up. And also, so the other thing see. you want to point, at least that I want to point out from the game was the formation was very different uh, in this game. And obviously, this is the, the first game of of uh, the interim manager that that. Uh, well, I'm really drawing a blank on this guy's name. Uh, wow, I, I call him Ralph. Ralph, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't pronounce his last name. I mean, I I can't. Rangnick. Rangnick. What's so hard about that? Well, how'd you say? Rangnick. For, for a second, for a split second, I thought you said redneck. And I was like, what? Ralph Rangnick, you idiot. <laughs> I'm just saying. I guess, well, I guess technically, yeah, Manchester United did play on Monday, uh, on Sunday. So they did also play a game on Thursday. So, well, answers it. <laughs> I got my answer. From my earlier question, but um, kind of mm-hmm. like I wanted what I wanted to say was the formation was very different because Manchester United played a four-two-two-two formation, so they deviated off of of um, of uh, Ole's. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a four-three-three. Possibly. Is it, yeah, they kind of moved on from it. Not really using much wingers. I mean, obviously, I feel like Tellez and Dalla kind of essentially became wingers as well, but like more of an emphasis on the midfield. Even Jay and Sancho kind of played a like another cam, like I guess you could say like left cam, if you will. Uh, very different formation. I thought was interesting. Um, you know, just an interesting formation choice. But you know what? You can't question it. You know, they got the win off of it, um, and obviously, you know. The, the man of the hour, which is Fred, uh, ends up coming big and, and gets the win for Manchester United. But it's going to be interesting to see what, what Ralph has in store for this Manchester United. I'm just going to say that. Just the formation yeah. alone, a very different formation than you're not used to seeing, especially for Manchester United, but just in the Premier League as well. Um, and it works out for them. 
Yeah, so I think we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know if that from I think I think I feel like this uh, Ralph he's gonna be more he's gonna approach it in a very mathematical sci- kind of scientific manner. Like he's gonna be like, okay, so he played against this team. We're gonna play against this team. We're gonna set up the formation like this. It was really odd, like the formation that he set up. So uh, I mean. Think it was kind of like a, like you said, Sancho was playing like as a cam, but it, it was more of like, um, I guess you could say like a left mid. Let's just put it like a left mid. Well, I meant like left cam, left attacking midfield. Yeah, but then when then what do you what do you suppose Fred was playing? Defensive midfielder. Yeah, he, so, he was in the CDM spot. He was CDM. Uh, I guess a, a left, a left, left CDM. Yeah, left defensive midfielder. And I, I, you could say the same for McTominay. Uh, but yeah, it was just an interesting formation. I, like I, that's what I love when you when you have Rangnick out there. It's just like you you really see like the, the I guess the technical mindset of what he's going to approach for each game. Um, I mean, he had his best out there, obviously Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandez. Um, yeah. So overall, it's a good performance for for Manchester United, and uh, and they just keep winning. Damn. And then uh, apparently, okay, totally random off of this one. Um, uh, Rangnick, did I say that right? Hopefully, Rangnick. Rangnick. He's he's lining up Chris Armas for Manchester United coaching staff. Yeah, that's right. He just hired Chris Armas to to his coaching so, staff. So. Yep. So maybe he's the next one in line. Right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So we'll, we'll be uh, real for you, Jesse. Don't worry. We, we still got you. <laughs> We're still for you, buddy. Yeah. But uh, so who? What's your game recap? So my game recap. I'm gonna stay in the Premier League uh, with you there, Edward, and I'm gonna pick the the obvious. I guess the darlings of this season. Um, obviously, it's still early. You know, we're still we're near the end of the first half of the season, so we'll see if they can continue this form. But West Ham United ends up beating Chelsea three to two. Um, Chelsea had sixty four percent of the possession. Chelsea also outshot West Ham nineteen to eleven, and the man that scores the winning goal was Arthur Malsaku, um, and that scores the winner in the eighty seven minute mark. Truly deflating Chelsea fans all around as West Ham is just. I don't know what West Ham's doing, man, but I don't know what David Moyes is doing. But this team has found an amazing, some amazing form. And, and the fact that they're doing it against some of the big teams, that, you know, competing with some of the best teams in, in the English Premier League right now, um, you kind of wonder, of, like, what is this West Ham team for real this season? Are they going to be the darling? Kind of similar to, like, in 2016 with Leicester City. Or was that 2016? Somewhere around there. Um, but like similar to Leicester City, uh, similar, like, are we seeing something with, with this West Ham team? I don't know, but it's been fun to watch how this team has been playing. And, and you know, West Ham has tried so many things in the in previous years. Obviously, you remember that season when they brought in Chicharito, they brought in Arnautovic, and you thought, okay, you know, West Ham's making some moves. Maybe they're going to try to make a, make a push, and you know, obviously that didn't work out. 
uh, clearly because you know Chicharito ended up Chicharito's now in the MLS. So clearly that and Arnautovic, I believe, is playing in China. I don't, I don't know. Last time I checked, but um, it's been interesting. And uh, so I, I West Ham has kind of become this team that like, hey, it, it we would I wouldn't be against if they win the, the English Premier League. I don't know if they will. I mean, you know, they definitely got. Even though you know, obviously Chelsea lost three points, it's like a six a six point boost for West Ham United right now because obviously you beat a team that was ahead of you, and you at least got yourself a little bit closer to them in the in the standings. Yeah, true. But once again, kind of, it's just been impressive how West Ham has been playing, and like I said, they've gone toe to toe with Liverpool with Chelsea. But let me let me check that real quick before I'm over here. Going, going too crazy with the appraisal of West Ham. Um, but uh, so far, yeah, so far this season, I mean, let's see. Obviously, we know they they they, they won 3-2. They lose 2-1 to one at Manchester City. Close game. Lost, but still a close game. They beat Liverpool 3-2. to two. You know, um, in the EFL, they beat Manchester City in penalties. And that's for the EFL, obviously for the EFL Cup, but still. They, they beat in Tottenham, which apparently isn't very impressive anymore. Um, they beat Manchester United. You know, they, you know, like I said, they're 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 more and more looking for real. They beat Manchester United twice. Um, so I think can this can this team be something? Um, they're right now in, in good form, and they're beating they're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. And they're contesting with the teams that they probably should be losing to. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, hmm. I'm just going to leave you with my, hmm. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we're going to end with a hmm. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, two really good games from the previous week. Uh, just, yeah, <laughs> really good week. Um, obviously, Ralph Ragnick made his debut and got a win, so great for him. Um, all right, Edward. Normally, this is where we do our players of the week, but we are not doing that just yet. Um, we got some games to preview this weekend because we got some matches, and we'll start things off with the MLS Cup final because this is where Edward is not going to say much. Um, yeah, so, pretty much. So here we are. This is much more of the norm. There you go. This is the MLS Cup final. It will be December 11th, Saturday on ABC at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you guys are stay tuned for that. It's going to be a really good game. I'm really excited. You have the Portland Timbers, who's just always a really good team, taking on, and they will be hosting the MLS Cup final. So at least Portland will be hosting something. Will be hosting a final. Obviously, they lost. They didn't get the, the chance to host the, the NWSL Cup because, well, you know, time. Uh, time issues, but um, but I mean, which honestly, it, it was much better that it was done in Louisville. To to be completely honest, but obviously the the time schedule was was shitty. But yeah, Portland, the Portland Tenders will be the host of this one. Um, let's let's talk about Portland, man. They finished in fourth place in the Western Conference with a record of seventeen wins, four uh, well, that four losses. I need to be yikes. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I believe it's it's there's no way they had four. If they had four losses, that's that's impressive. 
Um, let, let's see. Let's see. What's the prophecy? All right. Yeah. Okay. I was right. I was right. All right. 17, so 17 wins, four draws, and 13 losses this season. Their leading goal scorer was Felipe Mora with 12 goals. And their journey to the MLS Cup was beating Minnesota United, which I picked Minnesota United to win that game. Uh, they beat the first seed, Colorado. Still crazy to believe that Colorado finished in first in the Western Conference, but clearly that didn't matter. And then beating the lowest seed, making it to the semifinal, Real Salt Lake. <laughs> and so just an, one props to Real Salt Lake. No one thought they were going to make it that far. And, you know, it doesn't impress them that they made it to the semifinal, but Portland Timbers, a very consistent team in the MLS, and they're going back to the MLS Cup final. Uh, I'm sure hoping to win another one in front of their home crowd. But let's talk about the other team who will be making their first appearance in the MLS Cup, and that is New York City FC. They finished in fourth in the Eastern Conference with 14 wins, nine draws, and 11 losses. Their leading goal scorer, who is, was also the winner of the Golden Boot for the MLS this season, and that is Valentin Castellanos with 21 goals. And their journey consisted of them beating my dark horse, Atlanta United. Oh, yeah. The curse comes into play here. Uh, beating my <laughs> favorites, the New England Revolution. The curse continues. And beating, um, sorry, Drew the Philadelphia Union in the semifinals to make it to their first ever MLS Cup. I think this game is going to be good. I, I'm i not going to pick a team. Just not I want to hear. I want to hear who you pick, bro. Nah, I, I'm good. I don't need to. I'm going nah, to do the same thing I did for the end of your sub cup. I'm going to let the two teams have their <laughs> let them decide, not have me use my curse to on upon one of them. Um, I can really go with either or. I think both will make great champions. Obviously, um, once again, Portland proving to be one of the, the, the good teams in the MLS. And New York City FC, a chance for them to win their first uh, MLS Cup would be amazing for them. And then obviously, shots to the soccer pool against Alexis, Alexis Guerreros and, and, uh, and, and Christian Polanco, who do have an affiliation to NYC FC. But uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a really good game. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, once again, it's going to be Saturday, December 11th, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC or Unimas. So make sure you guys check it out. I think it's going to be a really good one. Um, and watch it become a blowout because I said that. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, now you can talk about something. All right. We have the final. The, the other game we're previewing is the Liga MX Apertura Final. Obviously, by the time you guys listen to this episode, the first leg has already played. Um, and so, Sunday, December 12th, my birthday, the final will be be played. So, I can't wait. Obviously, League MX is such an amazing, uh, the way the league is played. I love that they have, you know, two seasons in one, in one I guess, uh, calendar year, um, which I like. But uh, let's talk about the teams that are playing, and that is Club Leon. First of all, what a return from what they had last season. Because, <laughs> you know, obviously the class order last season was pretty rough for Leon. And here mm-hmm. they are. Here they are, you know, literally back in back in the final. Um, but we'll talk about Club Leon. They were they, they finished third place in Liga Mekis. They had eight wins, five draws, and four losses. 
And uh, their leading goal scorer was Angel Mena with four goals. And they beat Puebla and Tigres to make it to the final. Now let's talk to the other team, which I did make a little remark when we were previewing the Liga MX playoff in general, and that is Atlas, Edward. Which yeah, I know. I'm going to say this. They haven't been in the final since 1999. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute for them. So, it, obviously, it's pretty cool that last season we had, you know, Cruz Azul, the, 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 for the Class Order, you had Cruz Azul make it to the final, which was years since they made it to, the, to, to win it. Um, and here, you know, here we have Atlas, another team that hasn't, hasn't won it. I don't know if won it or been to it in so long. Um, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Andres Guardado will be watching this game very closely because it's his former club, his, his childhood club. So, um, but yeah, Adlas finished this season in second place, has eight wins, five draws, and four losses. So two very similar records. Um, I'm, I'm guessing goal differentials would decide it between who's who second and third. Uh, the leading goal scorer is uh, Julio Furch, and their journey consisted of them beating. My dark horse, Monterrey. <laughs> and Puma is the team that beat my favorite to win the Liga next up. The Fortuna. <laughs> so, so, yeah, here we are. Damn. Club Leon and Atlas. First of all, Edward, what do you have to say about this game? Well, uh, honestly, I, I was honestly in shock. I was actually watching a little bit of the game. Um, after I went to go drop off my kids. And then I was just uh, watching. Wait, was the game on Saturday or yesterday? Sunday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. So, yeah. Uh, Atlas versus Atlas versus Pumas was on Sunday. And then yeah. Rob Leon versus Tigers was on Saturday. Yeah. So, it was Sunday. So, I dropped them off on Sunday. And then when I got home, they were playing like the last few minutes. They gave him 11 minutes of overage of stoppage time. I was like, my God. And then even then, during the stoppage time, um, something happened. So they stopped it. So then he added an extra minute, I think it was. But I think they actually stopped it at the 11th minute. But man, they were still trying to do them long shots, them long passes, trying to make sure they were going to get in the area. They were shooting the ball out. It was, it was, pretty, it was pretty crazy how, how Atlas came and, and won. And the thing is, uh, I think the global, the marcador global, it was a uh, 1-1. So at that point, second place, which was Atlas, was going to go through. And Pumas was just hounding and hounding. Like they were just trying to find that goal and they couldn't do it. So Atlas, you know, just came up on top. Shoot, I mean, props to them. Yeah, that's like one of my, my, my big gripes with League IMAX is like, come on, give us like, I'm not saying like give us overtime, extra time, but like at least like, Penalties, you know, something. So you don't like you don't like you don't like that idea of like I guess the time, um, the time uh, being like I, I guess um, what I'm trying to say is um, you don't like that that concept of like first place. Basically, if they tie, they move up. Not basically the highest place or highest seed team. Uh, I mean, like, if it if it was like on a the away goal rule, I'm fine with it. But like, it's like you know, because that game, I feel like the fact that you know, you know, Pumas was able to tie it, um, and then for them to like, you know, the game ended in a tie, and it's like, oh, it's over, you know. 
So that's like the only thing that's deflating for me. Like, I think that game deserved to have gone to extra time or to penalties because it was that that matchup was so good between Pumas and Atlas. Like, just overall, just a great. Uh, and then the same thing happened with Club, uh, with Club Leon and Divas. You know, it ended tie on aggregate, and obviously, Club Leon advanced because there's a higher seed. Um, so it's like kind of that's my like my one big gripe with League IMX. Like, I feel like when it ends in a tie, like in, in uh, on in the aggregate or global, like it would be nice if you either had the away goal rule, which I would be okay, I get it, or have it go to penalty. And like if you're trying to go trying to make sure you go within time constraints, just go straight to penalties. And then like in the final, do the extra time and the penalties thing. But like I just, you know, it makes good drama. It was such a, you know, Atlas and Pumas was so good. I just I wanted more of it, I guess you could say. I, I guess I got greedy. I just wanted more of, of that game. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what you wanted. You wanted to see more, I guess. I guess you wanted it to be like not even like the the Champions League goal, the, the difference in a way, kind of BS kind of shit. But you wanted to see that that extra time, that stoppage time, that penalties. You wanted to see that grunge, that the fight, basically. Yeah, because I mean, you, if you really think about it, like I said, Tigres and Copa on three 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 draw, Atlas and and Pumas are one one draw. Like you know, let's let's really see who who would who would go to the final. Like, you know, because that's, yeah. that's what's going to be lingering for, for Pumas and, and Tigres. It's like, were they really the better team? Or was it that they just got lucky that they were the higher seed? Yeah. So, I, I mean... Guess, I guess I could see... I, I mean, I guess I, I guess I could see where you're coming from. But yeah, I mean, I'm just... Uh, I think I, I prefer... I prefer to be... I, I don't mind this this version. I don't mind this, you know. No, so. no, I, I'm not saying that I'm like you know like against this. I'm just like, like I, this is my one gripe. That's one, like my one issue with with this the, with the format. But I mean, like I still like I still like League IMX. Like I still love how this play, they, they do the playoffs. This is just my one little thing. I wish they would they would change because it's just super deflating when you're the team knowing that like I gotta win this game in order to advance. Like I can't, I can't let it be a draw. So, so there's that. But yeah, can't, uh, can't wait. Once again, by the time you guys hear this episode, because this episode drops on Friday, um, the first leg has already been played. So, whatever that score is, that's the score. And then obviously Sunday would be the final. Um, depending on who's playing, honestly, in a perfect world, it would end in a tie in that first leg. And the second leg would be obviously the decider of who wins the game. But um, you know, we've had those those few League MX finals where the, the first leg is like a three-nothing win, and then like <laughs> it's a really rough, rough going into that second leg for the opposing team, the team that's losing. But uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not one of those cases. Hopefully it's one of those where it's pretty close and then like anything can anything can change the game. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, make sure you guys big weekend for for soccer, uh, especially in the in the MLS and Liga MX. So locally, so you don't have to worry about staying up, waking up super early or staying up super late to watch a game. It's gonna be in a reasonable time for you to go ahead and watch these these two games. So go ahead and check it out this weekend. If you're if you're not if you haven't watched Liga MX before, I highly recommend you watch this. I think this is gonna be a really good game. I think this is two really interesting teams. 
it's going to be cool for Club Leon to continue their success from the Apertura of, of last year. And then obviously it's going to be so cool for, for Atlas fans and, and for Andres Guardado to see Atlas lift uh, another Mexican uh, cup. So that would be pretty cool. So yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And we'll go ahead and get going with our players of the week. Edward, who is your player of the week? All right. So my player of the week is actually going to the Liverpool man, Divok Origi, who scored the winning goal against the Wolves in the 1-0 win. Yeah, that game was very highly contested and and Origi had his moment. So props to him. Yeah, exactly. She just, I think, uh, I haven't heard his name in a long time. And then when I finally saw that he scored it, I was like, well, I guess it's a good time to bring him back up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but uh, what about you? Who is your player of the week? So my player of the week, and kind of going to that, how I highlighted Fred for Manchester United, I'm highlighting Luka Jovic. What? That is correct. Luka Jovic provides an assist in the goal in Real Madrid's 2-0 win against Real Sociedad. Um, he comes in very early into the game because Karim Benzema ends up dealing with an injury. So Luka Jovic comes in um, and then uh, gets, the, gets the assist to get things going for Vinicius, who's just, just he's finding his form more and more, which I'm really happy to see. I want to see Vinicius do well. I mean, I'm... I don't want him to leave. I think I, I think he's going to be a bright part of Real Madrid's future, and he's finally kind of looking like who they thought he would be. Um, and then Luka Jovic goes ahead and scores a goal for himself. Um, so Luka Jovic has a, had a good game for himself. Is he part of Real Madrid's future? Well, I mean, if they're going for Mbappe, probably not. So I know AC Milan is very interested in him, and I know Arsenal is also interested in him. So, you know, right now I think it's just him kind of trying to improve his chances onto who wants to get him since, you know, Mbappe is what Real Madrid necessarily wants in the forward position. Um, so, but congratulations to, to Divock Origi and Luka Jovic for being our players of the week. Yes. This is also the second time Luka Jovic has been featured also for players of the week. Yeah, but that's been your feature though. Huh? That's been your feature. Player. Who? Luka Jovic. Both times. I didn't pick him. You didn't pick him? Did I pick him last time? Yeah, you picked him when he... Remember what... Bro, I went on a full rant on a previous episode and then you picked Luka Jovic after he goes to Frankfurt and scores two goals. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's... Yeah, I think that's... Oh, yeah, that's right. I did. My bad. My bad. But it, was, it wasn't for Real Madrid. That's all I was like, oh. Because you featured. I featured. <laughs> you good there? Yeah. Yeah, you need to get some coffee, bro. No, yeah, I just need rest. Rest, rest is good for the body, good for the mind. All right, good for the soul. Well, speaking of good for the mind and good for the soul, we got some great games coming up this weekend. So obviously, MLS. There's a there's an MLS Cup final. Y'all should probably be watching that. You have no excuses there. Obviously, Portland Timbers versus New York City FC. So go ahead and check that out. Obviously, in Liga MX, we already previewed, we just previewed it for you. It's the Liga MX Apertura final between Atlas and Club Leon. So go ahead and check that game out December 12th. So December 11th, 
MLS Cup final. December 12th, Liga and Mekis final. So, yeah, I have no excuses there. And League mm-hmm. Un, what? Is that something? No, I'm laughing, I'm laughing at what you said. You have no excuses there. No? Yeah. <laughs> what was so funny about that? Well, because you're like, you're basically like, okay, so you guys have no excuses. I already prepared it for you guys, and it's going to be a good one. So no excuses. I'm like, damn. Like, you need a ruler. Fucking smack it all over the table. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, in Ligue 1, you have Lille taking on Lyon and PSG going up against Monaco. Those are going to be good. Yep. In the Bundesliga, you have RB Leipzig now with, uh, freed from Jesse Marsh taking on Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, That's so, going to be something to watch for sure. Like, you want to see where they're at right now without Marsh. And then you have Frankfurt taking on Bayer Leverkusen. All right, all right. Yep. In Syria, you have Venezia taking on Juventus. Oh, so, see how that goes. Obviously, I'm highlighting that you know how is Gianluca Busio plays for for Venezia. I think Weston McKinney is still healthy, so Weston McKinney will be playing for Juventus. So the battle of the of the American midfielders will be going on there. Um, yep. should be favorable for Juventus, but uh, you never know with this team now. Yeah, the uh, random random ass situations happen. Exactly. And the other game is Verona taking on Atalanta. That's going to be a good one. I think that's going to be like a scrappy, the scrappy game. Mm-hmm. In La Liga, we have a singing bet going on. Back-to-back weeks of singing bets. Um, and that is Real Madrid taking on Atletico Madrid. So, me and Spencer will be going up against each other uh, to improve our positions. Um, as of right now, I believe Spencer is still first from... What I I believe I might need to update the standings a little bit, um, because you know I finally got another win, um, and Edward got a another loss, <laughs> yeah, but also a win at the same time. Finally, Edward gets finally put in the win column. Um, let's see, and Spencer loses finally, so Spencer is still in first place, um, which was expected. Spencer's still in first place uh, with 10 points um, in his record. I am now in second with seven. And in last place, obviously, that were five points. So it's very close between me and Edward to be who's going to finish in last. I think I think Spencer's probably going to run away with it. So I need a Real Madrid win so I can uh, stay in contention with Spencer and not with you, Edward. Yeah, right. <clears throat> but yeah, so... So we have Real Madrid taking on Atletico Madrid. And uh, obviously, well, a team that just, I don't know what to say. I think kind of similar to West Ham United for the English Premier League, but Real Betis has looked amazing this season, is taking on Real Sociedad. And also, obviously, Andres Guardado, you know, Atlas player, former Atlas player from Liga MX, now playing for Real Betis, who... They look great under his leadership as captain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, that's, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> I was like, great, great words from Edward. 
And in the English Premier League, we have the return to Anfield for Steven Gerrard as Liverpool takes on Aston Villa. That is going to be crazy. Told you we were going to highlight it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Crystal Palace taking on Everton. All right, all right. Yep. So, those are some games to keep an eye out for this weekend. Very, really good ones. Really, really good ones. We have two finals, so some really good games coming up this weekend. So, me and I are going to go ahead and take one last break, and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Yes, sir. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we, we are, are Insert Name FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we're back. Um, and it's time for three up, three down. Um, today's topic is TV show theme songs. Edward thought a whole deeper meaning for the themes. Uh, but no, theme songs, Edward, theme songs. Um, so, you know, obviously, we, you know, every TV show has a, a theme song to their show. Um, and that's, that's what we're referring to. So, obviously, like always, we start with Spencer. And then, Edward, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? Uh, you, go, you go first. You go first. All right. So, we'll kick things off with Spencer's three down. And we have Fanboy and Chum Chum. And Fanboy Spen- and Chum Chum. And Edward's, res- I mean, Spencer's response is, my sister ruined my ears with this growing up. Fanboy and Chum Chum. You need to look into this. That was a Nickelodeon. That was a Nickelodeon show between, a, like, two kids who were trying to be, like, oh. superheroes. And one was a skinny one, one was a fat one. Yeah, this was like super stupid, right? What I remember? Yeah, it it, it was. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. Only caught yeah. like a few episodes, so there's yeah. only like two seasons of it. Wow. Wow. All right. Yikes! All right. Oh, good start, Spencer. Um, number two, Star Trek Enterprise. Crying emoji. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. All right, well, now we know Spencer's a Trekkie. And right. number one is Happy Tree Friends. Oh, my God. No, okay, let me tell you something. That That is a very annoying theme song, but... It's wait, like, wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Spencer has a response. Okay. Great cartoon, horribly annoying theme music. All right, yeah. It, <laughs> so basically what it is it, uh, the, the song would always be like just them sewing like yeah. something, something like that and, but it was just such a crazy show it was like just if, if you don't know what happy tree friends are which I'm, I'm assuming you guys most people that, are, that listen to us is roughly around our age so you, you definitely know what happy tree friends are um but if you guys don't know, Happy Tree Friends is a cartoon series. On it was like an internet cartoon show, but then I guess like turned to an actual TV show. I know, I know, G Four TV when it was a thing, they were showing it. like. So yeah. essentially, it was like these little cute cartoon characters 
and they would be put in these like scenarios where they would die. Yeah. <laughs> and like in a very gruesome way, like getting decapitated. Um, like there's this one uh there's this one character that's like a, a Vietnam veteran, so he has like intense PTSD. And so like anything can set him off, and then when he sets it off, he's like it's just like, super freaking bloody and gory. Um oh yeah. And it, like I said, these are like cute little critters. Like they 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 look kind of cute, and they, it's super misleading. Like if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, I think that's the whole point of Happy Tree Friends. To be honest, is to like really mislead you, and then when you watch, you're like, oh my god, what in the world am I fucking watching? Um, so that is what Happy Tree Friends is. Um, but yeah, no, Spencer has a good point. That 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 theme music is, is annoying. <laughs> super annoying. It is, dude. All right, so I'll I'll go ahead and start things off. So my three down, and my three down uh, at number three, I have Scrubs. You didn't like that song, the I'm your Superman. Yeah, I like that was like the time where like I was like I'm really grateful that there's a skip option for, and I love Scrubs. <laughs> I love Scrubs. Like I love the show, but oh, except for that that. It's not the it's not a last season. They just did like a spinoff, but like you know, obviously, if you watch, oh yeah, 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 they they let you watch that that god awful spinoff, um, that has that has a uh, James Franco's brother, and <laughs> um, how come I don't remember his his brother's name? Anyway, it's not important. Apparently, James Franco's a scumbag. Um, but anyways, like you mean Dave Franco? Dave Franco. There we go. I think it was some kind of generic name. Um, but yeah, uh, Dave Franco is in it. But yeah, like that, that last, I, I just don't even watch that last, that the last season. I say that with, with air quotes because it was, you know, obviously it was a spinoff. But, um, but yeah, Scrubs, I, I love watching Scrubs, but the theme song, I was just like, I could really just not, I can, I can live without hearing that. <laughs> yeah. And then my number two is Seinfeld. It gets annoying at some point. Like initially. Yeah, like at first, like it's like, I'm like, oh yeah, I can I can sit through this. And then it's like like once again, I'm very grateful that Netflix has a skip intro portion. No, like I you still hear it though, because obviously it's it's not only in the intro, you also hear it like in like throughout the show. The little boom ding dong thing. Like so it's it gets annoying. Um the show is funny. I love Seinfeld. I know I know that could be like a hit or miss for some people. Some people don't like Seinfeld. Some people like Seinfeld. And obviously, it's the premise mm-hmm. this is a show about nothing. Uh, but I, I find it very funny. And I think that's why I actually find Larry... Like, I didn't realize the correlation between Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm until I realized that Larry David was one of the... was a part of Seinfeld. Like, he was... I believe he was like a writer or a producer. And so, like, I was like, oh... That explains why I like Curb Your Enthusiasm so much, because that shows. Right. If you if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's super hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so I have not. But number two I, is Seinfeld. I was actually planning on it. Number two is Seinfeld, and then my number one is Saved by the Bell. I don't even remember that. Uh, I don't even remember the. Uh, I don't even remember it's a, the, it's the super. It's super nineties. I will say. 
like super like eighties going nineties. That's what yeah, I think well, of when I hear when I hear Saved by the Bell. But it's more I think so when I was younger, I really liked Saved by the Bell. Well, at least I thought I liked it. I think it was mainly just because I had a crush on Kelly Kapowski. Um, but as I was no, like now realizing how terrible the show it is, like it was, like at least not, not necessarily like the rest of the characters. The rest of them were good. It's just that Zach Morris is kind of a scumbag. If you really think about it, there's actually like a a, a YouTube channel that's like dedicated on how on pointing out on how much of a terrible person Zach Morris is. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to put that much energy into it, but. Um, it's yeah. So like, yeah, I'm not really like I don't I don't. Saved by the Bell is like probably like the last show I think of like oh yeah those shows from back in the day were really good. Like Saved by the Bell is probably not even even a, an option for me to mention. But and that and the theme song was also pretty annoying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess yeah, I guess. The thing is about the the thing that I remember about that show is it it wasn't actually about Saved by the Bell. I think it was either called like Saving Miss Bliss or something like that. Like it was based off the teacher, and then the teacher ended up leaving or something. I don't know what happened, but then the kids kept kept on going, and then they made it to where it was like based all around. Oh yeah, it was uh, yeah Miss Bliss, but like the first season was Miss Bliss, and then. They said, screw it, let's just focus on Zach Morris. Yeah. So, we'll see. And then they made Zach Morris a total douchebag. Literally, that was the approach. <laughs> because, I mean, Zach wasn't, I mean, Zach Morris was still like the, the little troublemaking like, kid that he was. But then they made, like, they focused it on him. So then they made him even more douchier. <laughs> Especially as he got older. Kelly deserved better. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's your three down. Yeah. All right. So okay. So my third down is, I guess you could say, shoot. Um. There's so many to choose from, honestly. I guess I'm going to just have to go with this one. Um, fuck. Um, okay, so my third down would be, I guess you could say Full House theme song. What? It was, it was, it's it so uppity and stuff. Sometimes I was like, man, like, everywhere you look. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. I mean, mind you, I had, I had, I had, a, I would have a crush on like Stephanie Tanner for the longest, but you know, but other than that, like that, that was, that was, yeah, the song was not my thing. It, it wasn't. I love the theme song for Full House. Uh, I wasn't too big on it. Um, but yeah, that's my number three, and um, so my number two is um. So my number two is actually um I wanna say my number two would be 
Okay, so you're probably going to hate me for this one. And mind you, I, I already hate you for the I, full house one. Okay, well, it's not going to hate me more. So my thing, this is a cartoon. And mind you, I'm a big fan of it, but I wasn't a big fan of the English version of the beginning of the song, of the theme song. It was uh, Dragon Ball Z. Wait, wait the, which version of Dragon Ball Z? The the English version. No, Not but I mean Japanese, like but the one that was like Dragon, Dragon. Okay, I know. Dragon, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like, like the I like I, was, the, I like the Japanese one. Yeah, the Japanese one and everything. It seemed more, but that just uh, it was cool with the guitar, just the guitar itself and Dragon Ball Z, Dragon 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 Ball Z. Like it was just repetitive. I was like. Uh, it was just yeah, so. Yeah, no, you didn't. You didn't uh, piss me off with that. That was actually. Just, I I agree with you on that one. Okay. <laughs> the Dragon Ball Z theme song so, was was, was was kind of annoying. It was brutal. It was brutal, bro. Sick guitar riff um, though. That one part. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the guitar riff. I was like, cool. Just guy just cool. yelling Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> just Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, 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 Dragon Ball. Come and then, like on, some bro. random person like, screaming in the background. <laughs> dragon Ball Z, Dragon. And then that's the end of it. I was like, uh, I was like, thank God it's over. And I was like, now play the episode. You know, I've seen it a hundred thousand times. But, but look, yeah. Goku is still charging up for Super Saiyan. <laughs> oh, wow. He's charging up for Kaioken. I probably can miss the whole week of it and still be charging up and probably do the coming out. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that one right there. Um, and then my number one is, um, my number one, it's going to have to be, no, I was, I was pretty fond of it. So I was going to say it, but then I was like, no, I was like, I actually, I didn't mind it that much because it didn't have, uh, it didn't have words, but, uh, no, but my, my number one was, um, Oh, bro! I remember now. The theme song to Beetleborg Metallic. Metallic. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you remember that that, that show. It I remember like, Beetleborgs, but I don't. I don't know there was a Metallic version. Yeah. It, it, okay, so the Beetleborgs basically started out as green, a uh, reddish pink, I think, and then blue. Those were the three kids. Then they lost their suits. Then somehow in some interdimensional shit, the main guy, Flubber, Flabber, whatever the fuck that guy's name was, it was really creepy as fuck. Um, they managed to get some new suits and they were metallic. And then that's where it, that's when the song would go, Beetleboards, metallic. And I was like, ugh. I was like, I wasn't too much of a fan for the metallics whatsoever, or even the Beetleborg show just in its own. But it was kind of like a, a, I guess you could say, or like a small little ripoff of like Power Rangers, just, you know, it was just three kids. Um, but yeah, it was, um, my, the thing is, it was created by Saban as well, just the same thing as like Power Rangers. Um, just, uh, it was just, it was just so bad, bro. It was just so, so bad. Like, Every time it's like Beetleborgs and Metallics, Metallics, like they would just randomly add random ass fucking voices in the background. I was just like, oh, I was like, so all the '90s kids out there that were like Fox kids, 
growing up after school kind of shit when Kids WB would stop playing cartoons at that time and Fox Kids was the only shit going on. Yeah, like, trust me, they, they know. And Beetleborgs was okay to begin with. And the Metallic just kind of, ugh, it just, just killed it. No, yeah, yeah that's, uh, so that's, that's my bottom three. I remember they would hang out in like a, in a, in a haunted mansion. I remember that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where the blub, flubbers or blubbers, whatever, whatever the Like, whatever the hell like. that weird Michael Jackson looking guy was. No, that's what I'm saying. That's his name was Flubber or Blubber or. Who knows? I forgot. I forgot what it was. Anyway. It looked like a version of like Elvis J. Leno kind of shit going on. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Like a very pale complexed Jay Leno. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. All right. Now going to our three up, Spencer has at number three, the Jetsons. Really good choice there. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Family Guy version. Oh, man. When he's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Fold this money for you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, anyways, but yeah, the Jetsons. Good choice, Spencer. Number two, the Jeffersons slash Full House. So, already some controversy. <laughs> it's too uppity, bro. Like that's the thing. I, I think that's because everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a heart. There's a heart. <laughs> Shut the, the bloody hell up. There's a place that somebody needs you when you're lost out there and you're all alone. Family is waiting oh, to carry you home everywhere you look. Are you quoting the song word for word, or was that Spencer? That's me. Oh God! See, no, look, I'm looking at his thing. I agree with the Jefferson. I said Jefferson slash Full House. Yeah, but I agree with the Jefferson. Full House, not so much. It's too uppity, man. That's so. Funny. Uh, all right, Family Matters. Do you like the theme song of Family Matters? That, yeah. I can it's, the same, it's the no, same thing. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was. Spencer. No, it wasn't. Spencer, confirm this. Confirm this when you hear this in, in the podcast, when you, when you hear this part. Confirm to me that, the, that the Family Matters prefer, theme song and I the Full House theme is probably the same guy. No, it's it really is not. It really is not. All right, guys. I hate to break the bubble. But Jesse Frederick um, composed and wrote on both Full House and Family Matters. I think um, Full House was in 87 and Family Matters came in 89. So they're similar, but not the same. It's close. It's pretty close. No, but it's not. It's still uppity. (sighs) No, not like like, like Full House. Full House is more like Ah, 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 like, oh, um, but I prefer Family Matters. All right, Jesus Christ. Anyways, and uh, Spencer number one is Golden Girls. Go choice. And the Young and the Restless because of my grandma. All right. So from, I can from, respect that. From daytime soap opera. So I respect for his grandma. All right. All right, so going to my three up. Number three, The Office. Okay. 
I was, well, I don't know. I was like expecting a reaction there. But I love the theme song of The Office. Obviously, I love The Office. So clearly, I love the theme song. It's a little bit louder than the show. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> like, if you're like watching the show at night and then boom, <laughs> it just like hits you. That's a good way to wake you up. It's the the the, the office theme song. Um, yeah. So yeah. So number three is the office. Number two is the Sopranos. Go figure. <laughs> Just a nice chill theme song. And obviously you have like Tony Soprano driving a van smoking a cigar. So <laughs> there's that. And then number one, I think Edward's gonna agree with me with this one. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Sons of Anarchy, a, a show that I don't I don't speak too much on, but I do really love Sons of Anarchy. Um, I need to get back into the Mayans, but I don't know. I feel like Mayans has kind of been disappointing. Like I'm like I guess it's it's like I don't care, and when I don't care, I probably I'm not going to enjoy the show. So that's how I feel. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to give mine one more shot because I thought it was initially I was kind of interested in it, but then like as I was and I think it was because uh the the main character he's he's half Salvadorian half Argentinian so I'm trying to like support mi gente, <laughs> but um it's like I just don't care. <laughs> I just I don't care about these guys. Like I don't get like anyway yeah I just, I frankly I don't care. <laughs> but anyways, continue. Hey, you're, you're three up. Okay, so my three up is number three, the Dragon Ball Z Japanese version. Okay, there we go. <laughs> like that one, just that was actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> so whatever I, I referred to earlier, you're three down. <laughs> yeah, and then my number two, um, my number two is. The okay, so it has to be between both of these because they're both kind of have that same humph to it. It's either it's number two, Batman the animated series slash Superman the animated series. So they have that orchestra kind of shit. Like you knew what was coming up when you would hear the song. You know, for Especially some reason I Batman. thought you were gonna go with the Justice League. But no. uh that that one started off pretty slow. Okay. The other one. Batman started off pretty like slow, and all of a sudden, as soon as the the bomb would start at the bunk, and then Superman would just right off the bat. But, all right, no, so it's those two, and then my number one. <sighs> my number one is um. <laughs> so all my weaves out there, they're gonna know. Um, all your weaves, yeah, all the weaves out there, they're gonna know when I say this. Um, so all the anime people out there, uh, My Hero Academia, the first season, the begin, the opening theme of the of that song or that that show. Okay, I know you haven't heard it, so well, maybe you have. Yeah, I I watched it, My Hero Academia. I'm just stopping right now because they don't have. The, the newer season on dub yet. <laughs> Come on, you can read. I'm not reading, okay? Like, Come on, you can read. Let me be. Come on, you can read. You know, Deco just, went, Deco just went super ham on, on that on that one weird guy. 
one that has that girl with the horn. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen that. I've seen that one already. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I already saw that part. Dude. No, uh, the mm-hmm. last one, I, the last episode I saw was when. Uh, uh, who's the number two hero name? Endeavor. Endeavor. When he when he beat the oh. shit out of the, out of whatever the hell that thing was. The um the Nomu. Yeah, the Nomu. That was the last one I saw, because that concluded the season. Was when Endeavor mm. beat Nomu. Mm. So, yeah, good episode. Good episode. Good show. Good show. How do you recommend? Endeavor. <laughs> oh, I don't recommend playing a drinking game with it though, because I, I took I took a I took a drink every time they said bastard. That was a bad idea. <laughs> they didn't say too much. Yeah, but when you're taking shots. Um, not necessarily the best at shots, so. So there is that, but yeah. So all right, all right, yeah. good, good, good to be up at work. All right, yep. So, all right, guys. So that is the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can follow them at www.bellyupsports.com. Also, want to give a shout out to the Unhinged Radio, even though right now we're currently at a hiatus. And uh, make sure you guys follow them on Twitter at Radio Unhinged, on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Unhinged. Um, so you'll be notified when we get things up and running again with the Unhinged Radio powered by Belly Up. Shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, AG Graphics, for the creation of the Instagram FC logo. Make sure you guys follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. We love you, Alejandra, and we, we, we hope that you get more business because of how amazing our logo is. And obviously, shout out to our guy, Roosevelt Spencer, our producer, who makes us sound way better than what we are. Um, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, so we appreciate Spencer. Make sure you guys follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, that guy dope. All right, this is episode 66. Thanks for listening and catch us next week for episode 67. Oh, okay. You're not going to say anything. All right. <laughs>Mike and we're team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is.
so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.